Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Today is a Tuesday. It's April 7th. According to my calculations, Jen, next week is tax day. Yes, But you don't care about this. You left it so behind you so long ago that you don't even really care, right? Not at all. It's not an event for you. Nope. Mine were done February 1st. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just preoccupied with taxes all of April, you know, because then it's down to the wire. Yes. Yeah. But today is my cousin's birthday. Oh, well, let's give him a shout out. Yes. Happy birthday, Jason. Jason. Okay. How old is he? Uh, 28. Oh, wow. So you guys are close in age. Did you grow up together? We all are one year apart. So it starts with my cousin Shane, then Mm. Jason, then Brendan, then me, then Jordan. Oh, wow. Yeah. How cool. And you all kind of grew up together? Yep. Wow, how cool. I know I had cousins I grew up with, but you know what? After we grew older... We just didn't get along at all yes, anymore. Yes, you've mentioned that. I know. That's How is sad. that possible? I don't know. But you know what? People grow up. They change. That's true. They become adults, and they're different from when they were children. That's you know? true. Yeah. My family makes a conscious effort to smother each other with love all the time. So <laughs> for any event, we are always together. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, today's a very special day. We're going to bring in our guest in a couple of minutes. Uh Jen, very special guest for me yes. and for you as well. We always say, you you uh, point out that I many times say special guest, but like we said, they're all special to us. But today it's a special, special guest. It's an extra Because special. I've wa- waited to meet him for a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a journalist here, a writer for the San Fernando uh, Valley Business Journal, and which is a pretty popular publication out here in Southern California, you know, because, I, you know, I... Many people don't know about the Valley, although some have heard of it who are outside of L.A. because there's so much Hollywood going on. I think they think of it like where Cher goes. Yeah. And Clueless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she goes to the Valley for a party and then she has to be rescued and brought back to Beverly Hills. Yeah, (laughs) I know. There's a lot of uh, movies that took place in the Valley. Uh, you know, and and featured it here. And so some people know about it, like Burbank, where The Tonight Show came from, uh-huh. you know, that's in the valley. And the amazing thing about our valley, it's, it's pretty much as important as, um, I think, Silicon Valley, except we are even more diverse here. You know, we have technology, we have media, we have entertainment, we even have porn here. Yes. So, you know, we're the capital of everything here. It's true. So you guys should uh, definitely pay attention and hopefully we'll get a good article out of this. Yes. <laughs> a good story. So we'll see. We have to impress Mark. <laughs> and uh, so I just let's just bring up the weather because today is a different kind of day. We're expecting rain. I know, and I actually checked the weather this morning because of you, because you told me there would be rain today. And was I right? No. No, there's not going to be rain? Oh, no, I mean, I just don't see it. No, not right now. It's coming around 3 o'clock. Okay. That's when I last checked my phone. I'll be prepared. Yeah, except the phone's not not always accurate, but that's what they predicted. But we're only going to get, like, less than one inch or something, so it's not going to be a big deal. No. But you know I love rain, so... And I know you don't like it so much. No, so I, I don't stay mind indoors. it. I don't mind it. Yeah, your hair will be fine yes. if you stay indoors. It'll be good. I don't need to look good after this, this show is over. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so I can get rained on all day. Oh, and I did book my trip to Miami, so I'll be rained on for sure when I go there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're going to be going next month, right? Yes, for Mother's okay, Day. Okay, yeah, because we didn't talk about it on the air, I don't think. Uh, we did, and I, Lauren is actually going to be covering for me. Yes, she is. You see, we didn't talk about it on the air. It was in private that we talked Not about the it. Lauren part. Okay, well, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- that'll be an interesting thing for her to fill in, your best friend. Yes. And I think it'll be great. Yeah, I think, I it'll, think be it'll be fun. be great. And thank you for making that arrangement. Otherwise, I'd have to take off a few days, and God forbid. I mean, I'm you know what? Maybe you should actually go on vacation while I'm gone. That's true, huh? That's that would a be good a forced idea. vacation for you. Yeah, but then Lauren won't get her chance in the limelight, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. All right, anyway, so let's bring in our guest. We have Mark Madler in the studio. Mark, thank you for coming in. Oh, well, thank you, Sam and Jennifer. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, I've waited a year to meet you. It's a, probably about a year since I first contacted you about doing a story on us. Correct, And, yes. and uh, I know in, in, the, in media, you guys are, like, very busy. Things come up all the time, right? So deadlines yes. get, get pushed, stories get pushed, things like that. Exactly. There's always... Our publication only comes out twice a month, so and we have a small staff, so it's we always there's, there's always more to write about than we have time to write about it. Mm, I see. So now the stories keep coming to you, right? I mean, it's yes. like do, do you ever have to go out and search out a story, or do they usually? Keep um, it's a combination of people, you no know, PR people pitching stories, um, following up on stuff we've already written about, or just finding out stuff. In other in other ways, um, mm. so I see. Now, <laughs> now, uh, so you were a writer uh, for them. Do you write for any other publications? No, nope, that's my my full time job is with the business. Journal. Really, that's yes. amazing, huh? Because I mean, it keeps you busy, obviously, full time. Yes, it is. Yeah, I've, wow. I've been there nine years. Really, so. are uh, most of the. Uh, writers there also full time. Uh, yeah, we have we have four full time writers. I see. Okay, so it's a, it's a pretty respectable size for uh, we would call it a local publication. Yes. Yes. Right. And uh, so, how long have you been a writer? Um, I've been having stuff. My byline's been appearing in publications of various sorts for oh, it's a twenty seven, twenty eight. 28 years now. Oh, wow. a long career. <laughs> yeah, it is a long career. That, that, that includes my what I pr- refer to as my pre-professional days. So uh-huh. professionally, it's been since 1992, and then I was doing it for another five years before that when I was going to school and, and working other jobs. I see. Um, what, what did you uh, What did you take at school? I was a journalism major. So, oh really? I'm, act- I'm actually using my degree. Oh wow! <laughs> Living the dream. There you go. You know, and especially a journalist. You know, you would think, yeah, will I ever be able to uh, use my degree? I remember I, I started taking journalism when I went to Pierce College here when I first got started, and it fascinated me. You know, I mean, the writing the stories and everything, and you know, there was this one thing. Uh, that some people are not uh, uh, familiar with. It's called GFE, which is gross factual error. Are you familiar with it? I've not heard that term. Uh, really? <laughs> because so it must be like a um, uh, an educational term. Because I'll tell you what it is. They said if you if you misspell a name, if you miss out on one fact, then you flunk. You flunk the course. What? Yes. Okay. Did you? So flunk? that's how important. No. No, not at all. 
And they just wanted to stress to you how important it is to get things accurately. And I think that's why it happened. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, good for them. They should emphasize that. Yeah, you know. And uh, so ever since then, I always like double check to see what what it, well what we talk about here. I don't double check, but but we admit to the fact that we're not that smart here. So. <laughs> oh no, no, not speaking for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> well, yeah, but. You know, we have to uh, we have to be humble in right. front of well, our guests here. We are, we are that. Yeah, um, that's interesting though that they made such a point of that at your school. Yet the Rolling Stone is dealing with what they're dealing with with facts, right? Yeah, now. huh? Yeah, isn't that amazing? And they're being sued for it. And and you see why it's so important. Well, you know, I mean, if you mess up somebody's name, that's like the most important thing to them is their name, Correct. their identity, yes. right? Yeah. And you misspell somebody's name, and especially yours, it's easy to misspell because yes, it's Jennifer you, with one N. Jennifer with one N, and. Uh, and but I was amazed when you brought in a Starbucks coffee and they spelled it correctly. I know you pointed that out, and I was actually very surprised to see it. Was too. that amazing? I don't even check anymore because I'm like, well, you're obviously going to spell it wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it's really funny because people assume I spell it wrong, right. <laughs> and it's my name. Yeah. So my email address, you know, says Jennifer with one N, or my signature does, and people will write back Jennifer with two Ns. I'm like. No. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I know, I know. Well, good thing you said that. Now I made sure I put down in my notebook here that you spell it with only one N. There you go. And, I mean, this is going to be in the paper, but still, let's get my last name's uh, pronunciation correctly. It's Hassan and not Hassan, like some people say. See, I th- I even thought it was Hassan. Really? Yeah. You see? So I need to come out and say it more often. Hassan. Hassan it is. Yeah. It sounds more American. You know? Hassan? Yeah. Well, do your parents say Hassan or do they say Hassan? No, actually, well, in Hebrew, it's actually chason. Okay, chason. so, it's, yeah, it's neither one of those. Okay. All right? <laughs> but my parents ended up with the last name translated into chason, and mine is Hassan. So go figure, you know. Very and, confusing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I came here first. Uh, when I came from Israel, I was 16 years old. And I came here, and I was sort of like, I decided how I wanted my last name spelled in English on my passport. With them, they sort of just let people do it. Got it. So, uh, yeah, so that was the uh, the case there. But uh, but I'm thinking on the radio, maybe I should change my last name. Did we talk about this? Yes, you wanted to come up with a whole new name. <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, I'm an entertainer, you know, and, and most of them do that anyway, right? Stage names? Yeah. Yeah. But it would be a blow to my family, I think, if I did that. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, but you're probably already known by you know, right, Sam. Right, exactly. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm known more by Sam. I, I really don't pre- uh, stress my last name that much. He's known as Sam in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> That's or, his first and last Or Sam of LA Talk Radio or right. something. Yeah, exactly. So not everybody's born with a, uh, with a name like Golden. No. You know, not everybody's as lucky, you know. And to think I was actually going to change my name to be a stage name so that Golden wouldn't be so like, well, that's very Jewish of you, you know, like, might as well be Goldbergstein man. Like, but then everyone was but like, it's not the that's same. such a cool name. You should definitely yeah. keep it. I, like, I know, but right. I'm telling you, Golden doesn't sound like Goldberg and Goldman, you know, although. And not that those are bad names. Exactly. But, but I they, was like, it doesn't, it's not catchy for you know, Hollywood. Yeah, they don't work for entertainment that much, you know. I mean, if you're like an executive or something, right, Mark? I mean, we have like uh, Zuckerberg and, you know, or like CEOs and things like that, you know. And um, so it's okay, you know. But some people, I guess, actors decide uh, they totally need to change their names. Isn't Jennifer Aniston's last name like Anastanopoulos or something? Really? Is she Greek? Yeah, she's Greek. Oh, okay. So it's probably that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Mark, you should know. So let, let's talk about some of the things you cover. Uh, I noticed you cover different industries yes, in yeah, the publication. I have a whole bunch of different beats that I cover. So I uh, cover entertainment media, which is why I'm Us. here today. <laughs> yeah, um, Aviation, aerospace, uh, manufacturing, technology, automotive slash transportation, um, pretty much anything going on up in the Antelope Valley, mm-hmm. uh, which falls into our coverage area, and uh, then anything else I'm told to do. Wow. Do you have a favorite beat? Uh, aviation and aerospace. Really? Yes. Really? You're into that? Yeah, I like anything that flies. Yeah, know. huh? You are the you opposite know. of Sam. Well, <laughs> not quite. Yeah, I mean, but I used to be different, Jen. You have to remember this. I used to be so much into planes when I grew up. It's just as I grew a little older, I got a little scared of them, you know, because of all the stuff that's happening. Right. We report on a plane crash at least once a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I get nervous flying. Now. Yeah. And say I like to fly. I said I like writing about things that do fly. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. That's cool. So, I mean, when did you discover you liked writing? Because, I mean, when someone devotes their entire career to that, it must be a pretty big part of your life. Um, probably uh, late high school age, you know, 17, 18, 19, I had gotten it into my head that. This, okay, this is how I was going to express myself was, was through writing. Um, I didn't plan on being a journalist. Um, it, that just provided the – it was newspapers just provided the first mm. outlet. Right. And uh, then I decided, well, hey, this is not that bad. Yeah. Huh? I was pretty good at it. and Yeah. It's easy to do. It's just not easy to do well. That's true, yeah. That is true. Because uh, everybody has an opinion about writing, right? I mean, yes. you go on Amazon, you read all those reviews, and people just rip the, those authors apart. Yeah, Fifty <laughs> Shades know? of Grey was... Just- Do you have... I mean, obviously, you chose the career in writing for publication and stuff, but uh, do you also write, like, fiction? Um, not anymore. Not much anymore. Oh, you I, used to, though? Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I dabbled in it, but n- nothing that ever got published. You know? I see. So you like more to, like, do real stuff, to report what you see, what's going on in the yes. world. Yes, yeah. Very cool. So, I mean, so that keeps you quite um, uh, quite informed as to what's going on in the Valley and stuff, mm-hmm. and in L.A. in general, obviously. Uh, now, so you guys are like, there's also the Los Angeles Business Journal as Correct. well, right? Yes. And they're, they're, they're like owned by the same company, yes, I would assume. Yes. Yeah, they're our sister publication. They're considered to be the flagship. Yeah, so our, our owner has uh, four newspapers out here in California. So it's, it's us here in the Valley, the L.A. Business Journal, the Orange County Business Journal, and San Diego. Oh, okay, cool. It's a San Diego Business Journal as well? Yes, it's yeah. called that too. Oh, wow. And what's the name of the, uh, the owner? Uh, his name is Larry Bridges. He's based out of uh, out of Kansas City. Oh, really? Yes. And and he uh, and he focuses on media in Southern California. That's yes, interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's a real estate. Yeah, he, he's a real estate guy, but he also really likes newspapers. Yeah. Huh. Um, and wow. this part of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. he also own newspapers in Kansas City? I don't believe so. No, I believe his only newspapers are, are the ones out here. Interesting. And how long did the uh, has the journal existed? It'll be fifteen years next next year. Um, so it started in let's see, because I because I started there in two thousand six. Okay, so it that started. Was our, in that, that was our fifth anniversary. Right. So, so two thousand. It, it started in two thousand one, roughly. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. 
originally was an insert in the L.A. Business Journal. And I think after about a year or so, that's when it actually became a separate publication. Mm. And who were you writing for before that? Uh, when I first moved to California in 2004, I worked for the Burbank Leader, which is owned by the L.A. Times. Oh, okay. Or their community is that newspapers. still around? The, news, the Burbank Leader, yes, is still around. Uh, it's the... No, um, been a lot of changes over there. They're no longer. Uh, when I was there, our, the office was in Glendale. It shared the, no space with the Glendale News Press. Um, they have since moved everybody downtown to the LA Times building. Mm, okay, uh, my understanding. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of local papers that I don't even know of, you know, but they they do pretty well in their in, with the target target audience. Yes, yeah, yeah, very cool. So uh, it's good to know that they're still print. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, and we were talking about this the other day. I mean, I love reading newspapers and books, you know, I mm-hmm. really do. And I know, I mean, you know, like right now everything is going digital and stuff, but Mark, do you think printed me- media is going to stick around for a while? It'll be around for at least another 10 years, I would hope. That's all, huh? Years. 10, 15. 15. Wow. I'm going to miss it, man. I'm going to miss it, but it's all going away, you know. And But, you know, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to do print because there's so much cost and processes involved, you know. There is, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, obviously, you start with the writing, then the editing, which is, okay, so that happens everywhere. But then the printing and the distribution and the ink and, and the physical delivery, right? Yes, yeah. And with digital, it's just bam, bam, they get it for, to you right. every morning. Yep. You know. So you think that's the reason why print is going to go away? Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to become more co- more costly. I mean, if it's less expensive to uh, to do it digitally, you'll do it digitally. Right. Digitally. But as a writer, it probably doesn't matter to you, right? Because the the distribution method is not as important as what you write in there. Um, yeah, I mean, but I you know I grew up reading newspapers, so it's you know yeah. I'm not. Although at this time, I rarely ever read a, a print newspaper. I mean, my our editor does bring in copies of, like, you know, the L.A. Times and the Wall Street Journal. And I think right. he brings in the Daily News, too. And every now and then I'll look at those. But mostly what I read is online. I see. Yeah. Well, we do, too, right? Yep. Yeah, most of what we read. Not only uh-huh. online, but on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even need a computer anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard to read on the phone, though. I mean, come on. You know, it's like, like big stories and stuff. You know, it's hard. Even on a tablet, I think. I can read them there. Yeah. That's where I do. <laughs> I love holding the big newspaper. Yeah. I think it it's what you're table. used to and what exactly. you prefer. And also like how your eyes prefer to read things. Yeah. It's how you're raised, you know, and I think it's it's okay. I mean, I, I read both print and Kindle at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I just uh, – some, some stuff actually – you see, that's the thing about digital is they can print things that are really niche – that don't require a lot of investment, you know, they probably won't make a lot of money. Maybe there's not a big market for it, but they don't need a lot lot of money. So this really uh, liberates, I think, and empowers writers when you can do it digitally. Yes, yeah. Plus, there's no real real space constraints either. Yeah, that's true. Like with a print publication, so you can write as much as you want. Right. I mean, have you seen how many bloggers there are out there? Yes, I know. I was going to ask you, do you have a blog? I do not have a blog, no. Right. I mean, um, yeah. Um, you don't want I, to share too much of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one. I, I do have my profession. No, I do. I am on Twitter. Um, uh-huh. And I use that for, although I, I don't post stuff there as often as, as I should. Um, I'll usually just retweet when 
my our web stuff gets tweeted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm up to about a hundred followers. So I mean, I, sh- I should do better with that. Actually, I should have tweeted that I was going to be on the show. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. But yeah, it, it depends. I mean, for some people, it's not as important, you know, to be on the social networks and stuff. It depends what you, what you got going on in your life. You know? uh, yeah, and you probably haven't felt the need to do it, you know. And yeah, you know. So um, now, before uh, before you were. Uh, oh, so so you work here now. Where did you go to school? I went to the University of Illinois. Oh, in Illinois. Is that in Chicago? No, or? it's uh, in Urbana-Champaign. Urbana-Champaign. Urbana I never heard of it. south-central part of the state. Oh, wow. It's so the, how did you end up there? Uh, I originally had been going to a, uh, a junior college, and then I eventually finished up there and got my AA. And then I was going to transfer. Um, mm-hmm. This all kind of came together when I was I was working for a small newspaper in the town that in the suburb that I grew up in, and uh, one actually one of the other reporters there had when I was thinking oh where am I going to transfer to, one of the other reporters there um, who had also gone who had also gone to Illinois had suggested hey why don't you go there and um, so mm. I looked into it applied got accepted I had already been accepted at another school at, at Northern Illinois, uh-huh. um, but I decided to. To go with uh, the big flagship school. Instead. I see. So, did you grow up in in Illinois? Yes. Yeah, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. We have a lot of Chicago people here in L.A., uh-huh. right? Yes. Yeah. I've. It's interesting that I've met quite a number of people who have been able to tell exactly where I'm from just by the way I talk. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's my flat Midwestern name. <laughs> wow. I can't tell. You know. But, I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, either. but I guess when people come from there, they they can tell the difference, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, so you moved here in. You said in two thousand two thousand four. Two thousand four. And uh, what made you want to move to LA out of all places? Um, I was uh, in the market for a new job. Um, I had a uh, former coworker who had worked with twice before back in Illinois, who was here, who uh, had suggested, "Hey, why don't you check out? We have a bunch of openings here at the at the Times, you no know, community newspapers." Um, so I just applied for one. They said, hey, no, come out for an interview. Did it. They offered me the job, and I was like, okay, I'll come out to California. Well, very cool. Different weather, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah. But I, I still miss the four-season climate, though. Yeah, I know. We do, too. <laughs> we don't get anything. Mark, what do you think about the water situation? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to get worse before it gets better? Um Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. You know, um, just your opinion. Maybe it's going to get worse. I mean, there was. I mean, I remember there was talk, you know, in October, November, oh, you know, there may be a, you know, an El Nino coming in this winter that's going to dump a lot of rain on, and then it didn't happen. didn't happen. Um, so now yeah. we're back to, you know, the, the rainy season is ending. Right. Hopefully we'll get – although I do like seeing the rain. I, I like seeing the rain this winter especially. Yeah. And uh, – so now I guess we have six months of dry. Yeah, I just I just hope you don't get to a point where you'll have to do stories on how dry it is here. You know how we have like a serious drought and everything, but mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about. You know, I mean, there's just no water. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a dwindling, dwindling supply. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think they're going to bring water from, Jen? I mean, do you, I don't have you know. thought about this? Because obviously, I mean, we're not alone. There's other states that can send us some water, but I don't know that it's nearly enough what, of what we need. Yeah. Desalinization, right? But they say it's extremely expensive. It is expensive, right? and it takes a lot of energy to do it. Yeah. Although oh. I was over the weekend, I was down in uh, in Carlsbad. 
just north of San Diego, and they have a, desal- a desalinization plant, although I'm not sure if it's up, it's online yet or not, but mm. cause I remember because dri- I drove by it. Yeah. We may not have a choice and, and do it as much as we can. I mean, one thing California has is a lot of money. Yes. You know, yeah. So we should be uh, – although our economy hasn't always been good. I mean, I remember back uh, we had a bad economy here, what, what, like 10, 20 years ago? More than – 20 years ago, I think. Things were pretty bad here. Yeah, in the early 90s when the, uh, yeah, when the Cold War defense budget cuts started hitting all the aerospace right. companies. And, and now what is happening also is a lot of uh, uh, film companies are going out of the state, right? And that seems to be a major problem. Uh, runaway production, yes. They've been talking uh-huh. about runaway. Yeah, I mean, I, I was writing about runaway production when I was at the Burbank paper. That was, you know, 10 years ago. Wow. Um, so it, it already it, started. It, it, yeah, and it, it already started then. But in ten years ago, the the big uh, the big villain was Canada, and because mm. they were you know, all the because the Canadian national government was offering in tax incentives, and then each in- individual you know province or whatever they call the mm-hmm. parts that make up Canada right. were also offering tax incentives. So that's why you saw a lot of you know, companies going up to Vancouver or Toronto. Or, yeah. Um, now, uh, it's, since that time, it's other states here in the U.S. who are now competing against New Orleans, yes, North Carolina, yeah, right? Georgia, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, New Mexico. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and that's uh, scary because I mean I can see how it it would be attractive to companies to you know to save money on their production and everything, but. So what's happened here? I mean, how come we're not doing something to keep them here? Uh, well, the thing, uh, this year they've started, they did, well, actually, or is this kicking next year, um, the increase in the, in, in the tax incentive program. So it went from $100 million a year to $300 300-plus million mm-hmm. um, that's going to be offered now to uh, uh, to keep, no, no, uh, feature film and television productions here. Um, they... Took off the cap on the budgets, um, you know what, what the what the film budget. You no, know, because previously it was only productions that were no more than it was capped at seventy five million. So if you were seventy up to seventy five million, you could get a tax incentive program. They removed that cap, so now any any budget sized uh, uh, production can uh, uh, can get can be or is eligible to apply for the for the tax incentives now. And they also did some other changes and changed the way in which they uh, in which you apply. It used to be a lottery system. Now they're they're going to a different system now mm. as well. So um, no television seems to be staying here. Um, mm. It's the feature films that is most mo- has mostly left um, right. because they're longer productions or they're longer productions. Yeah, and you know the other states are just offering more no we're offering more than what california was i mean i always found it interesting that you know even when arnold schwarzenegger was governor and he's a no an actor that it still took a while for california to finally pass their their tax incentive program you know yeah you would think that maybe he would have been able to help out with that but um no i mean it It didn't didn't work no i mean it was uh paul kikorian who's now on the city council when he was an assembly member was the one who was instrumental in getting that uh, initially passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has uh, has Jerry Brown been good for the for the state as far as economically? I, I think so. I mean, um, 
I voted for him the first time, and I was kind of skeptical of whether he was going to be you know what he was going to be able to do. But he seems to be doing a good job. It seems you know um, you don't hear much about the the pension problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't hear much about the big deficits. Right, deficits the deficit anymore. that we had. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, he does seem. I mean. Along with the fact that you know the economy had to improve, I mean it wasn't like it could get any worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, circa two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So, yeah, California um, was not doing well that time. That's why the elections were like a circus. I mean, remember they had like fifty candidates running when Arnold was running, and uh, you know they even had like a, yeah, I mean people that you never heard of. Everybody was running for governor, but because everybody seemed to have an answer for what we needed. But Jerry Brown had been governor before, right? Like what in the seventies? In the seventies, yeah. In the seventies, and then he just popped up again. You know, it was amazing because uh, he was he used to be with Linda Ronstadt. I don't know if you remember her. You don't no. remember her? Huh? <laughs> Isn't it cool to be young? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was very famous in the 70s. She had a song, you know, You're No Good, and things like that. So uh, he was dating her for a while, and so they were like a power couple and, and stuff back then. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have like a, a, all kinds of entertainers being, uh, you know, and then Ronald Reagan, of course, was uh, here and ca- came from California as well and stuff. So. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on here. Um, and don't forget that Jerry Brown's father was also governor. Oh, was he really? Yes, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, in the early 60s. Yeah. He was the governor right before Reagan. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Yeah, you see? So sometimes it stays in the family. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm from Florida, so I had the Bushes there. Yeah, Bush. that's true, right? Jeb Bush. Is he going to run? Did he say anything about running for president? I people, don't know. People are still wondering, huh? I think they're still talking about the fact that he marked he was Hispanic in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> That's something, huh? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but people look for all kinds of little things. I think you know? I want a president, a president that pays attention to detail. So I don't think I'd vote for that guy. Sorry, Jeb. <laughs> wow. So, uh now, Mark, you um, so you write for the San Fernando Valley Business Journal. The uh, so you cover different things, right? I mean, yes, there's people yeah. that cover different things. I notice you ha- you put a lot of emphasis, or the 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 paper puts a lot of emphasis on real estate and yes, stuff, it does. right? Yeah, that's one of our one of our big beats. Yes. Now, why is that? Is that because we have such a huge real estate market here? Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, it helps bring in advertising. Um, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't forget the advertisers. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, real estate, I mean, every, everything is real estate, right? I That's mean, true, so, yeah. Somehow in, in, or another, it's, it's, it comes down to buildings. Right. And, and you guys acknowledge, like, uh, entire industries, you know, they have, like, lists that you come up with. And, and, and that. what are some of the lists that you guys uh, Oh, we, we, do a, we do a, at least one list every issue. Sometimes we'll do two. Um, we'll do, like, you know, largest manufacturers, uh, largest commercial real estate companies, uh, you know, um, lists on uh, large, you know, office and industrial leases, um, you know, uh, largest law firms, PR firms. Uh, you know, like uh, banks, accounting. Yeah, banks. Yeah, largest banks, largest, large accounting, large accounting firms, right, um, and all that. So it's pretty cool. You get to see who's the the who's who's who in in the industry here. You cool. know, many different industries. Is and it not just like largest as in size, but also like top earners? 
Yes, yeah, we can. Uh, the the list can get sorted in different ways, either you know by by employees or revenue or you know. Yeah, like other. they just listed hotels by room number and. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, things like that. So cool. Yeah. So I guess I, I think it was the Hilton or something that was like number one on the list. Yeah, right? if, if I remember correctly, yes. Yeah, it was the Which Hilton? Hilton? The one out here? I think the one at Universal, isn't it? It's either that one or is it? Um, Do we have another one here? Beverly oh, Hills? Oh, yeah, well, there's one in uh, Woodland Hills as well. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Victory. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we have uh, a lot of stuff happening here. Now, um, so what would you say the dominant would you say entertainment is the dominant industry in the valley in the valley uh, yes yeah it I mean, is yeah. because of all the studios because of the studios plus you have a lot of uh, you know the, the ancillary businesses too and all, all the post-production and then you have a lot of uh, you know in the studio especially in the studio city North Hollywood area you have a lot of vendors you know um, prop shops um, anybody who supplies anything you know to To movies. Film, to, and, to, yeah, to for yeah, any type, type of production, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, so entertainment and uh, – now, how about technology? I mean, we have quite a bit of technology here. Um, it depends on how you define technology, yes. We're, we're, we're not Silicon Valley, and we're certainly not uh, Silicon Beach over in Santa Monica. Um, mm. So in terms of companies that are doing, you know, um, apps or, or stuff like that, it's still very small. Um, most of the, the technology out here um, is still, uh, you know, IP, uh, no, is, is IT services, right. you know, um, So, so it's not so much as like uh, big computer firms like uh, like Google and Apple Correct, and yeah. things like that, yeah. But a lot a lot of stuff does happen here. I know, um, uh, especially in the I think in the eighties there was a lot of technology here when computers became personal computers became like widespread and stuff. We were in manufacturing. We had a family business, and uh, we worked a lot with with those industries. They had a lot of peripherals for computers, the cases for them, things like that. You know, so I know a lot of stuff was happening. But we were working with Silicon Valley too. You know, and. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I'm happy living here, you know. But, so, but you don't live in the Valley, right? No, I, I live over in Hollywood. In Hollywood? But I spend my, my working day out here in the Valley, so. Right. <laughs> have you always lived in Hollywood? I have, yes. I've, I'm still in the same place I moved into when I moved here in 2004. Wow. <laughs> That is a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, actually, I'm living at my place for about, I've lived there for about 10 years, too. So, you know, I mean. That's pretty close to that. And I was thinking about it. I get, like, so comfortable, you know. I mean, I live in a nice-sized apartment and everything. But, you know, I have, like, the washer-dryer inside and stuff. So I can do my wash while I'm sleeping, you know. Yeah. And I thought, this is very convenient, you know. There's no way I could move to another place where I'd have to take my clothes downstairs right. and wash them, you know. So you get used to the place where you live, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, if, if, I were to try, if I were to try and recreate what I have over the what is close by in Hollywood over in the valley it would yeah. probably cost me much more than I'm paying now yeah that's true right yeah yeah that's true uh, so Mark do you have any questions you want to ask us I mean you probably have <laughs> a lot that you want to know yes so you can interview us you know about oh, no. anything about the station about us 
anything you want, because I'm, I'm sure you're the one who's used to asking the questions. Yes, I am. And, and then we put you on the spot for uh, for half an hour. So, okay. so we'll be we'll be ha uh, happy to answer any questions. Okay. So, so Sam, what, what did you do before you started doing radio? Uh, what did I do? Uh, right before then, I did web design. I did online marketing. And I did accounting. I was doing all of these. I had like a my own business, a one person business for each one of those. <laughs> and I uh, and I marketed myself. It was like a consultant almost, but for other companies. And uh, so I guess I always had this uh, inclination to work for myself. Back in 1990, I started a computer animation company. It was very small, but that was before anybody was doing it. And the desktop, you know, they were only doing it in movies, TVs, like special effects and stuff, like the stuff you see Pixar doing. So, I mean, I actually uh, beta tested uh, some software for Pixar at the time. It was just so small at the time, you know. It was just an emerging technology. And now CGI, everybody does it. Everybody does computer graphics. So... Yeah, I felt like a pioneer there, if I do say so myself, you know. <laughs> did you come up with the graphics for LA Talk Radio? Yes, I did everything myself. And uh, now I'm actually, after uh, seven years, we're finally redesigning our website. Uh, Mark, we also have iPhone and Android apps, uh, smartphone apps. I'll show it to you real quick. And uh, I find that about half of our audience now is listening on, on, uh, on, on mobile You know, so it's very important to have that here. You can hear us on the. Uh, we also have iPhone and Android apps, uh, <laughs> smartphone apps. You see, it's like living in the past. Yeah, That's, so you can listen to it on the phone. <laughs> and I showed you also the video and everything. So uh, I showed you around the video studio that yes, we started, and uh, we're getting uh, several new shows in there as well. So I'm really excited about that. You know, we created a certain look, a certain feel to our video that I feel nobody else is doing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that we're uh, we're pioneers in some way with the radio station and what we're doing here, you know. And I mean, people at least told me that. I never saw it as a big deal, but people keep telling me that all the time. You know, wow, look at what you've built, and and all that. And I'm looking around. I'm going, wow, you know, maybe it is a pretty cool thing. I mean, you know, I'm still poor, but <laughs> I have a radio station. <laughs> So go ahead. Okay. So uh, so so what's 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 your what's the business model for LA Talk Radio? Okay. The business model here is this: we provide a platform, so everything you see here is at the disposal of our hosts, and people come to us because they want to host a radio show. And you'd be amazed at how many people do that. You know, I get so many emails every day. Uh, we don't do any uh, any sales really to bring people in. Uh, we We operate by attraction more. So people find us, word of mouth, social networks, uh, people who have been guests here before and really liked it. So all these people get to come here and do their show. It's their own show. They get to do and say whatever they want. We don't intervene in the content. Uh, we're not bound by FCC. So people can say what they want, however they want to say it. And I think that's that's really... The important thing about media is that you're able to express yourself without censorship, you know. And since we're not using the public airwaves, you know, we don't have to uh, comply to these rules, you know, because people can choose to. Uh, I mean, obviously, the internet, the 
the connection is not public, so you can choose to either listen or not. Right. Right? Yes. So, okay, but then you want to know how we make money. So the thing is this, is that we don't have uh, advertising yet because I wanted to start this station with no friction at all between the host and the listener. I wanted people to come in, be focused on the content, be focused on what we're doing, and not to send people outside our website to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, it just I wasn't interested in that. Uh, So so people... uh, so people pay an, an airtime fee uh, to hold their show, and then they get to, to broadcast a live show. They stream it. Then we archive it for on-demand listening. And, uh, and people get quite a bit of exposure from this, you know, and they're able to, uh, to expand and get into other endeavors and stuff because they do get, you know, you become an expert in your field if it's a, if it's a niche show. Uh, you become known as an entertainer or whatever if you have more like a show like ours. And, and, and people enjoy that, you know. I mean, you'd be amazed. I even have to say that some people are, uh, uh, you know, struggling. They're struggling artists or something. You know, they don't have a lot of money, but somehow they manage to keep their show going for years. And to me, that that shows you how important it is to some people Mm -hmm. to be able to be here and express themselves. So that's the long answer to our business model and how we make money. So that's why I'm still poor, because we don't have advertising here. (laughs) So so (laughs) we're redesigning everything, and we'll start actually bringing in some advertising into our shows. So maybe not so much on the website, so not to lose the traffic but i think people uh people accept a a small amount of advertising you know especially Mm -hmm. when it's related to the show they're listening to and uh you know and they find something new it's not like in traditional radio you know they have to sustain themselves with commercials every few minutes because their business model is different so that's why i like ours because uh, here you don't have a program director telling you this is what you can say and can't say because this is what the advertiser or the sponsor will approve, you know. So then it's not it's not so free to speak anymore. So that's why I really think that internet radio, radio uh, empowers people, uh, anybody, whether it's professional. Uh, we uh, mainly have aspiring radio hosts here, that people that have never had never done radio shows before, and they want to come in here and uh, actually talk and, and interview guests and stuff. People get to talk to people they uh, wouldn't normally talk to, uh, like celebrities, things like that. You know, this Friday we have a new show starting. They're going to be interviewing Michael Reagan, and that will be very interesting to see. So we've had quite a bit of celebrities here as well well and important people but i think i think the uh the nicest thing about the station is that we empower not only the hosts but the guests as well you know guests that maybe are not high profile enough to be on radio shows they get invited here you know and then uh so we're creating a world of let's say maybe not a-list radio folks but maybe b list or c list or something you know <laughs> but we're in some kind of a list and we've created a world with people who are not uh celebrities or stars can still live the radio life you know and and uh, be able to promote their stuff and you know people love it okay. so yeah so that's that and uh yeah so uh, okay, so I wanted to ask you something, but go ahead. You you keep okay. with the questions. Um, do, do you track how many uh, the, the listeners? 
Uh, for your shows? Uh, yeah, well, we, we do track it for specific shows, but okay. we keep it confidential for each host, you know, okay. because it's a personal thing and everything. But I can tell you that uh, the, uh, the downloads here go through the roof because what happens is it's on demand. So if you notice in every, I think in every uh, media today, uh, people watch or listen on demand you know like we have dvrs now uh you know people on the internet can pause and and come back to it and everything and i think that's where most of the consumption happens is with the downloads when people can listen after the fact Mm -hmm. they can download to their computer and everything so those downloads we count and uh currently uh as a station with 80 shows we have about i would say two and a half million downloads a month you know, and that's uh, to me. It's like, well, okay. You know, I, I don't live by the numbers, but uh, I guess these are good numbers, and we can at- attract advertisers now and and uh, major ones too. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I think you can't get any much closer to the customer. You know, we, let's say we put a commercial in the show, like this show right now. If we had a commercial, people download it to their computer. You're sitting, your advertiser's message is sitting right there on the user's computer. You can't get much closer than that to the, you know, right. and they listen to it by choice. Uh-huh. So I think the advertising is going to work very well for us here. And uh, I just need to start focusing on that. And we'll do that as soon as uh, we launch the new website and the new app which will be in the next couple months or so so i'm really excited about that you know because you know i mean our website look it's it's held up very well but i did design it eight years ago you know Mm -hmm. and it was uh back then html was king and but now things are different i mean we should have a launch party for the new website i know i know well we're working on it now it's early stages still but i got the the look of it and it's gonna look great well you know where my mind is at I'm always up for a good party. Yeah. <laughs> we do need to do parties. We used to make, I know. We used to throw more parties here. But now that you're here, you haven't been to a party yet, that's a good idea. We'll have to throw one. Maybe for my birthday next Great. month or something. Yeah. Let's do it. That would be a good idea. We'll bring all the hosts and everything. People like that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, in our final, final minutes, is there anything you want to promote, to plug? Do you have anything that you do? On the side that you want uh, people to know about? Um, not really, no. No, no, no books or anything? <laughs> no, I, not you, yet. I, are you thinking of writing a book or two? Um, probably not, although, you know, living in Los Angeles, you know, you, where, you have, where everybody seems to have, like, you know, a screenplay idea. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you know. <laughs> and I actually have read some screenplay writing books, you know, and... Yeah, actually, there, no. Uh, I've read uh, a couple of Sid Fields' books, and it's like once you realize how screenplays are written, you watch movies completely different. Yeah, you know that's true, huh? You know, yeah, you you, re- you really can tell what a movie is is going to be about within the first ten minutes. Really? Yes. Wow, very cool. See, that's the thing. I want to learn more about writing and everything. It's it fascinates me. I'm so fascinated with language. You know, it's amazing. And I uh, I tend to be very good at writing, but I don't write. I can never sit down and write something long, you know. Mm-hmm. So in college I did because I had to. But I don't see myself writing a book, even though I, I would love to, because it's such a long-term type of, of a thing. You know, it seems almost insurmountable to me. Whereas uh, I'm like a sprinter, you know, give me short term things. I can do them well, you know. But if I have to like write a book and think, gee, that's going to take me a couple of years. You could have a blog. 
right post to post. That's true. But I thought, you know, I've already got a show. I'm saying everything I want to say in audio true. here, yeah. right? <laughs> so I don't need to write or anything. I'm writing a book, and the way I'm doing it is by doing voice notes. So anytime yeah. I think of something, I do a voice note. It's a chapter. Yeah, that's so cool. So eventually huh? I will transcribe it. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to write a, f- a fiction book? Or? No. No, I don't non-fiction. even read fiction. Really? <laughs> no. So, I mean, can you tell us what it's going to be about? Or it's is it too about soon? my life and things that I've figured out and what I've done to get where Oh, I'm cool. going and where I am. So it's like a biography slash it's like motivational a thing? Yeah, it's a motivational okay. how-to kind of guide. Oh, wow. You see, you learn new things every She's day. She's going to call it Golden Rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, wow. I have a blog called Growing Up Golden. Oh. Wow. So. <laughs> I love that. You see Golden Rules. There yeah. you go. Wow. Can I give a quick p- plug for our website? Yes, yeah. please do. www.sfvbj.com. Awesome. And uh, this is Mark Madler, of course. And if you guys have any interesting stories, you can contact him through the website or go in and subscribe to the paper. It's a really good paper. I've been reading it for years now. And that's why I came to you guys because I thought, wow, you know, I'd like to be featured in this too. So, Mark, thank you so much for really giving us the time of day. Okay, well, thank you. You know, for for, uh, sitting in on the show, for doing the story for us. Uh, Like I said, I've waited for it a long time. And it's uh, very flattering, you know, because uh, you do want the recognition, you know, and uh, and our... uh, you might want to write this in in your article that uh, Talkers Magazine, which is the trade uh, publication for the industry, uh, last year selected 50 top individuals that have made a difference in Internet radio and digital media. And out of 50, I was uh, named number eight. And among people like Adam Corolla and Tom Likas and uh, Glenn Beck and these people... I was even higher than Dr. Drew's show. On, on, uh, so they, f- they felt we've done quite a, uh, uh, quite a thing here. And they, I'm, uh, I'm in touch with the, with the publisher, and they're always like, we love what you guys do there. And they had me sit on panels when they had the uh, convention here and stuff. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've sort of like gotten into the radio industry without really trying or planning, you know. Where can our listeners see this story? Um, if they don't be, have the subscription to the paper, uh, well, um, are they pa- going to put it on the website as well? It, it, it is, but we're, we're behind a paywall, so only uh, subscribers can read uh, the stories. I see. Okay, well, online, you guys, unfortunately, yeah. Well, maybe we can copy and paste some things, or <laughs> I'll just type it in or something, you know. But uh, but at least people heard the uh, the interview and everything and. Uh, fascinating stuff you know i mean i love people that write and you know the area very well and i think we learned a few things today yeah so the story will be running in our april 20th issue april 20th wow so that's coming up you'll need to get us a copy yeah i will i'm gonna get a lot of copies great (laughs) i'm gonna hang it on the wall and everything with your byline right there mark Mark, and, Tom's, thank you. and Tom's pictures. And we, Tom's we, pictures. We, we, we need to... Uh, introduce Tom Wasper, our photographer. Who's, yes, who's done a great job, hasn't stopped for a minute. <laughs> and doesn't he, want to be on the radio. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't think he has anything to say. He must have more pictures on his camera now than I have in my entire Facebook uh, Probably. page there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Smile. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark and Tom, thank you so much for joining us. The San Fernando Valley Business Journal. Everybody go out and get that. And uh, thanks for joining us, Jen. Thanks a lot. Uh, of course. For bringing the rain to us. I know it's not your responsibility, but but you bring good things to life. Thank you. All thank right. You, Sam. Like GE. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow.
listening to Sam in the Morning with Jen, right here on LA Talk Radio.